of arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a disaster with thousands and thousands being killed you will remain unscathed and unharmed you will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment for they will be paid back for what they have done when we live our lives within the shadow of god most high our secret hiding place we will always be shielded from harm how then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us god sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go defending you from all harm if you walk into a trap they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, Thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. 
His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go. that you have for me. 
heaven's angels all around. My delight is found in knowing that you wear the victor's crown. You're my help and my defender. You're my savior and my friend. By your grace I live and breathe to worship. Come on. At the mention of your grace. In your name I will bow down. In your presence fear is silent. For you wear the victor's crown. Let your glory fill this temple. Let your power overflow. By your grace I live and breathe to worship
and honor and praise. He is the great redeemer. Hallelujah, there's none like him. There is no one greater than Jesus. The one who walked this earth and showed us how to live. Oh, we worship you this morning in this place with our lives, Lord. You know, in the Bible, it tells us that the potter, he's at the wheel. And we are the clay. And our job is to put ourselves in his hands to mold us. So let's just submit ourselves to him this morning. I don't know what we've been doing this week or whatever has happened, but this is a great place for him to add things to us. We're always on the potter's wheel because he can always add things to us. Amen. He can always come and add things to our lives. We worship you in this place.
Hallelujah. There's only something good that happens when the Master touches you. When He's forming you, when He's shaping you, when He's smoothing out this area, when He's fashioning this area. Nothing can do for you what the Master can do for you. Oh Lord, we thank you for your touch, for your mighty hand, for your divine power, for your great goodness. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just give God praise. Give him a heart of praise. Offer him the, the sacrifice of praise. nothing more that I want to do than to please him. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for being in our midst. Thank you for working in our lives. And Lord, we thank you for speaking to us right now. For I am your strong tower. I am your mighty fortress. Run to me and find my peace. Run to me and be safe. I'll keep you in that place. The place where the enemy doesn't know where you are or where he can't find you. I will keep you secure. I will keep you full. I will do great and mighty things to me. But run to me. Run to me. Run to me in faith. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks and praise. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Well, thank you, Signature Worship Team. Don't they do an awesome job? Phenomenal job. And it's good to be back home. I want to thank you for lending me to the other nation. Um, you have a part in training 29 hungry people whom God has called to Bible school. And uh, you have a seed in that nation. And God's going to multiply that seed sown. And, uh, but I'm glad to be home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you ready to make a confession? Amen. A declaration? Just say this before we begin. Say, there's power in my mouth. There's power in my mouth. And when I speak, when I speak power, goes out. power goes out. Amen. Amen. All right, let's make our confession. By, By faith, faith I, I choose to walk and live in love. God is love, and we live for him and walk with him. We welcome and receive God's perfect love, and we are fearless. Love is having God's nature within us. Love is God's adhesive power that binds us together. Love is the fruit of the recreated human spirit planted in our heart by God. Love is born of the Spirit of God. Love makes my faith work. 
Love in God in action. God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved that he acted. God so loved that he came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, and rose from the dead. He chose to love me. He showed his love to me. And he gave his love to me. Love transforms our lives, our workplaces, and our homes. It makes life better. Our love abounds more and more and displays itself in greater depths, in real knowledge, and in practical insight. We have unfailing and fervent love for one another. We overlook unkindness and we unselfishly seek the best for others. Through God's love, we are more thoughtful, gentle, and tender. Our love never grows old and never wears out. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising Word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's Word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Good morning, VCF. All right. We have several announcements. So... First, we welcome back Pastor Doug. We are glad we were able to participate in sending him to India, but we are also very glad that he is back. And we are celebrating his return after service today, so we will have some snacks. If you have time, feel free to hang around and fellowship with us. On Tuesday, we have youth group. And that is from 6 to 8 p.m., and we are doing our summer strategies and learning about Acts and having a wonderful time experiencing God's love and his presence. So if you know any teenagers ages 12 and up, invite them to come and hang with us and experience God. Wednesday is Wednesday Night Refreshing, and that's at 6.30, and I just love being at church, so invite. we have lots of events going on here at church all the time, so invite anybody you know to come to Wednesday Night Refreshing, because it is really good in the middle of the week. And on Saturday is Barnabas, which that's the men's breakfast, and that's from 8.30 to 10 a.m., and that's for the guys, so they have a great time and eat really good food. And along with Barnabas, They have their um, Everyday Hero Men's Conference coming up. So you probably have seen these postcards around. We have postcards. The conference is called Level Up, and that's super exciting. And it is a Friday and Saturday in October, so October 28th and October 29th. Pastor Doug will be preaching and Pastor John George as well. You can purchase tickets in the bookstore. Okay. Got more announcements. All right. Um, Also, we have our school is starting like this week and next week, right? And depending on what school you are part of in your district, in your area. And so we are spreading the word about Christians in action. 
or also known as CIA. And it is part of Joel's Bible ministry. So for third through fifth grade is Bible adventure. But then the middle school is Christians in action. So it's like a continuation. And we are looking for volunteers, for listening, bus driving, just people to prayer and invest in the next generation, right? The kids are super important and they have a voice and we want their voice to be heard at church and empower them to speak in their community and their schools. So for more information about Christians in Action, you can see Pastor Nadine. And if you have questions about Bible Adventure, you can see Chris Frenchek. All right, and then one last announcement, Dr. Marilyn Neubauer, it will be our guest speaker on September 11th at 10 a.m., and she is an authority on the subject of healing, and she is the founder of Triumphant Ministries in Oceanside, California. So put down your calendars or mark it in your phone, however you remind yourself that we will, she will be here on September 11th. All right. All the announcements. Now, I'm going to share with you the fact that I learned. I had heard about, you know, um, like bacteria that's resistant to antibiotics, right? So that's when you take so many antibiotics, the bacteria in your body, it doesn't actually kill them. They, like, mutate and become resistant to the antibiotic. However, I just learned that it's like a false kind of resistance because as soon as you take that antibiotic away or put in something else, or put in, like, a normal, healthy environment, that bacteria instantly dies. It can only survive with that one thing. And I got to thinking that it's kind of how, like, the kingdom of darkness operates. It's basically, it's like a false power compared to what we have in the kingdom of light, and it only operates in that one environment. As soon as light enters, which is the word of God, which that's the normal, healthy environment, right? Darkness cannot stand, and it instantly disappears, and it goes away. Isn't that awesome? So I am thankful to be here at VCF where we are in a normal atmosphere of the light and God's word. (laughs) And Christianity is the antidote to darkness. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, this, I just want to mention a few things, and uh, we're going to receive an offering. Uh, and then uh, Pastor Nelson is going to preach today because uh, I spent uh, 20 and a half hours in a plane the last since, since Friday. So, uh, but I'm glad to be home. This past week, I had the privilege of uh, teaching in a Bible school. Um, I did five classes, uh, I preached five hours a day, four classes a day from Monday through Friday. Uh, I taught two courses, uh, Christian Disciplines and uh, the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when I was uh, talking about joy and the Holy Spirit wanted to demonstrate, so I, I had to preach through an interpreter. And uh, I looked at my interpreter and said, I said, are you ready? He goes, yes. I said, I'm not going to even touch you. I'm just going to stand here. And he fell out laughing. And some of the other students were laughing too. And then I got to preach in uh, two different churches, and we just had a great time. Uh, had some cancellations and some delays, but God worked out all things for my good. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And uh, there were times I had to run to the terminal, but uh, praise the Lord, uh, made it. And, you know, God is so good. 
We serve a good God. And when you, when you endeavor to uh, do something for him, no matter what it is, and you do it with all your heart, you know, God meets you and he rewards you and he blesses you. So uh, you lent me to uh, the nation that I was in, and uh, you all know what that is. I'm just not going to say it right now uh, for online things. Amen. Yeah, to, to India, praise the Lord. And uh, hallelujah. Amen. Be bold, yes. So uh, I went there representing uh, VCF, and uh, the staff, uh, they have uh, 10 staff members. They have 29 students. Uh, The students live there. They teach 42 courses in six months. So they do two classes a week, and um, uh, it was just a a great joy to be there. I sweat buckets, and uh, just, just had a good time, and you got to... Plant some seed uh, in India, and uh, God's going to do great things. Amen? But uh, good to be home. Glad to be here. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for VCF and what God is doing here. Amen? All right. I just want to read this uh, scripture, two scriptures from 2 Chronicles chapter 1, starting with verse 5. Did you know that you can invoke God's favor through a gift. Here's what it says. Um, Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 5. Now the, uh, the bronze altar that uh, Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord. The tabernacle is the meeting place. Amen? What the tabernacle was in the Old Testament, the church is now. It's God's meeting place. Amen. It's where we can go and meet God. Solomon, he put him before the Lord, and Solomon and the assembly sought him there. And Solomon went up to the bronze altar. It didn't say that he had his servants do this. It was something that he did. Okay? He, he went up to the bronze altar before the Lord which was at the tabernacle of the meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. If you can imagine the time and the effort and the energy that it took one individual to offer a thousand burnt animals on this altar. That was some time, that was some effort, and that was a gift. But it was a sacrificial gift. And notice the next verse, verse 7. On that night, the night after he offered this, the night after he gave this, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. Amen? He invoked God's favor through a sacrificial gift. And you can do that too. You say, What sacrifice do I need to make? That's up to you. You, You can decide what sacrifice you want to make or the Lord will tell you. Amen? But uh, when you invest in God's kingdom, he returns to you. Hallelujah. And you can give any time in the service. If you're watching online, we just say welcome to you. And you can give through our website that way. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and praise that you have invoked the standard of seed time and harvest in your kingdom. And I thank you, Lord, that increase comes to us through the seeds that we give to you. And, Lord, we just love to give because you've given to us everything that we need, everything that we want, and everything that we desire. And we glorify you. And everybody said, 
Amen. All right, we got some awesome kids in this place, and we got some awesome teachers, and they're about to experience living in faith every day. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the anointing. We bless them. Hallelujah. Well, you guys are in for another good treat. I want to thank uh, Dr. Fiona and Pastor Nelson for preaching while I was gone. And uh, you're going to get to hear Pastor Nelson again. Amen. And uh, he is such a great blessing. Him and Pastor Nadine are leading our youth and doing a fantastic job. He's an anointed man of God. Amen. And he's going to come this morning and bring the words. I want you to get excited for Jesus. Amen. And I want you just to open up your hearts and just receive what God has for us. So, Pastor Nelson, come on. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we have a great God, don't we? Yes. He is worthy. Yes. See, on Wednesday night, we got into receiving from heaven. And he wants to continue on it. Because he loves his children. He wants us to all become closer. And this is what the, we're getting into today. He was just, he says when God speaks, he speaks as a spirit being and he speaks to your spirit. He says if you want to receive from God, you have to receive from him from your heart. And that's the spiritual part of you. And this is the thing we must learn. It can't be done by the, the flesh. Because the flesh is unruly. It has its own little plans. Far apart from what God has planned for us. So we're heading into First Thessalonians 5.23. It says here, Now may the God of peace himself... Sanctify you completely, that you may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the points I have for this is, for your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. Your spirit person is, is the inner man. It says here, the man is your heart, it is the spiritual part of you that lives forever. So your body is your earth suit. I said, I said, if you didn't have your earth suit, your spirit, wouldn't, you, it would actually depart and go to, to the Lord himself. That's if you're a Christian. But if, if you, if actually, your spirit would actually go to hell if you were not a Christian. And that's if you don't believe in Jesus. So today, Lord wants us to go in deeper than we've ever been before. Is that people rely on their flesh more than their spirit. They rely on their own understanding than the Holy Spirit himself. See, the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom, knowledge, and revelation. The flesh has none. And the Spirit... It never ceases to exist as, as the eternal part of you. It happens when you are born again, experience, and that's when we become a new man in Christ. So we're heading into 2 Corinthians 
5.17. And it says here, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And it says Jesus did do this through his death, burial and resurrection. And he said he bought you back. Then he was allowed to go back to the Father. Then the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. And he says then you became born again of the Spirit, and you were filled with the Spirit. And it says here you, you have three parts of you, but only one of them will actually enter into the, into the spirit realm. And the other parts, they have to step aside. And the thing is here is God is showing us he is the spirit, and he is talking always from the spiritual realm. We recognize this during uh, Air Force. There's times where Lord, let's open up the heavens. Just allow our, our hearts just to bask on his goodness. But there's times you can't even see the ceiling. It's all heaven. Because you, you're separating yourself from the flesh. And these are things that you'll see. But there was a time just the Father himself was sitting there on his throne. This took place a couple weeks ago. He says, have, have them lift their hands. So he did. So he, he lowered his. He wanted to touch every one of us, but let impart all something into us that night. And an outbreak took place. Because the inner man, he rejoiced and rejoiced and rejoiced. And didn't stop. I mean, we were on the floor laughing. And it, it was an awesome sight, but it was, it was great. This is when we finally dedicate our heart, the whole heart, instead of the flesh. There's this big difference. And this is where he wants us to be, totally be sold out, away from the flesh, away from the world. And this is where he wants us to be, just like him, because he made us in his image. He doesn't carry these attributes of the world, but he has everything in, on the throne room waiting for us to have. That's why he sent his son, so we could be with him eternity. We're going to go into Mark 6, 38 through 44. But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, go and see. And said, so when they found out, they said, we, we have five and two fish. So this is it. He commanded them to make them all sit in groups on the grass. So they sat down in the ranks in hundreds in the fifties. Then when he had taken five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples and sat them before them. He says, and he took the fish and divided among them as he did the bread. So they all ate and were filled and they all took up Twelve baskets full of fragments and the fish. But it says here now, those who have eaten the loaves were about were five thousand men. 
And it says there's, you know, something that was spiritual become physical. See, because the, the baskets and bread and fish, they never replenished supernaturally. But God was taking something spiritual and make it physical. Said he did something spiritual because he is a spiritual being. And he said he, he doesn't have physical bread and fish in heaven. He has spirit things in heaven. And so there was a transference transaction that took place. And this is what he has for us. Anything we need, he has. And he wants us to totally realize that because, you know, through the years, how the enemy tries to say, well, does he really say this? Does he really have it? He's all sufficient. He has everything we need. And he's willing to give it. All we have to do is seek and knock. We just ask. But he's a good guy. Let's go into uh, Luke 11.2. And he said to them, when we pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as is in heaven. He says, when you're taking what is already in heaven and bringing it into the earth, is essentially what Jesus said in, in his prayer that you have to believe and you receive before you actually pray. When you pray, you pray in faith. And we know in Hebrews 11.1, 1, says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. And the points here, Lord was saying, he says, you see in the spirit before you know it exists. So God is not... He's not limiting you to anything. He's actually asking you to walk in the spirit on the earth, even though you have your earth suit. And the Holy Spirit, he is our coach. And it says here, you, you have the best prayer coach living inside of you. So the Lord, is, he's, he's coaching us to pray even more. See, there's times, I know in my own life, I gave more attention to the the game, TV. But man, it's like I don't even have a TV anymore. It's like he, he's like totally took it away. And he's he's like the more we get rid of self, just get ready because you, you're going to see things like you've never thought even seen before. He says he'll open up the heavens so you can actually see him. He says the spirit is willing to, to move, but the flesh is so weak, it tries to bring you down. I know that because I lived it for all those years. And it's, he came. In those days, it's like smoking, I have no idea when I stopped smoking. I had no idea. The drinking, it lasted until I came into church till 98, and that was the last time. Because the more we get rid of things of the past, the things we did, we keep on doing. He wants it done. He wants it, he wants it out of the way. But it, Wednesday night, we've seen where when we speak, we, we can change the atmosphere. We can recalculate what it's doing. 
any storm that's trying to come in of the enemy, we have the authority to mow it down, to send it back where it came from, back into the depths. And this is the thing. He made us in his image. And he's cheering you on every every time you make that move. Because every the book he, he wrote about us, he wrote it himself. And he's so happy seeing these things taking place every day. And he sees the movement of the heart. And he's loving it and rejoicing. And he's looking at Jesus. He's like, hey, man, look at him. Look at her. See, did you see what they just did? And this is the conversation in heaven. That's how much love he has for every one of you. Hmm. But we're going to go into John 16, 13. It says here, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak of his own, but to tell you what he has heard. and He would tell you about the future. And the four points here says the word for truth is the word reality. The spirit of reality is going to lead you into all reality. And reality to me, God is God. I am not. And that's the thing. He's like, he's all, he's all in all. He is the great I am. So he's, he's worthy to be praised and worshipped. And it says the, the Holy Spirit has the master key to every mystery that's puzzling you. It says that God can unlock the mysteries of heaven into you by the Holy Spirit. The Lord's saying, he's like, if you want to learn more, you got the key. Use it. Whenever you're deceived, the Holy Spirit wants to change your mind. The change of your direction is that it will change your destiny. It says the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord. You have to allow your coach, the Holy Spirit, to walk you through things. You need to depend fully on him. So we're going to go into Proverbs 3, um, 5 and 6. And it says here, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And that's the thing is your paths are all numbered and ordered if you learn to yield and receive from heaven. It says here, if if you do not receive from in the spiritual realm, you're receiving your own understanding. And that's the problem. I've done that for years. Then the Holy Spirit came in, changed everything around. Had to go into, into the Romans. 12-2, renewing of the mind. I had to keep on reading it and reading it and reading it to actually sunk in to really what, what it was doing in my own life. Then it got to the point nothing even mattered anymore but to God himself and what he has. I had to make the move to the mountains because of that. 
I had to get, get away from the, the trash I was in, away back in, so we can have that closeness. So I get, then that's when I actually went to Rama with a correspondence. I started doing that. And I started learning more. But that was, those things I had to go through. I didn't have to, but I ended up listening to the flesh. And instead, if I didn't listen to the flesh, if I listened to the Holy Spirit, I would never have had to go through all that that I went through. It says here, we are not called to interpret spiritual things with our cardinal mind. If your understanding is from your soul instead of your spirit, you're going to interpret things wrongly. But from your spiritual experience, you you have the Holy Spirit speaking to you, whether it's, it's the written word or the spoken word. Is there then you have to realize as the purest form that all of you that we will ever need. But it says here, if you add your own understanding to things, you can get into you know, misinterpreting what God is actually going, to, what He's saying to us. That's why it's really important to allow the Holy Spirit to interpret every dream, vision, and revelation to, that we receive. And to start to yield to what that you have received, and then the gift that you've received from heaven, such as revelation, so you can give that out. And that's the thing, is the disciples, they saw the physical bread and fish appear as they were handling, handling it out, but, but if the disciples received, they gave it out. As long as they kept giving it out, it kept on replenishing. And the thing is, you know, it's when you you're like the basket. This is what the you know God gives you spiritual things from from the realm when you give them out, and they are replenished. And the thing is, the Lord is saying is when receiving from heaven actually benefits all of the people around you in the body of Christ. And that's the thing that each one of us has. A, his own understanding about Christ, you know, who he is. But it's the, look at us, the fivefold ministry where each one we can learn from. And each one has its own gifts. And that's, that's, that's the cool part about God. Let's go into First Peter 4.11. He says, If anyone speaks, let him speak as oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do as it with the ability which God supplies. This is here. Let let all things of God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong to the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. It says you have a spiritual supply in heaven. Is when you minister, you should do it in your the ability that God supplies. And he said he is supplying you, you are as a minister to hand it out. But this is receiving from heaven. So you have to learn to to take that which is in the spiritual realm and transfer it into the physical realm. 
So you hear stories, the truths of healings, people's limbs growing right there. And that's, that's what he has. He has, a, he has a place in heaven. It's like his eyes, teeth. But bringing people back from the dead because he brings life. But we have the authority to do this. But the thing is, you have to see it and understand he, he wants that to happen. And what he's saying is, you are essentially an ambassador who is going about the earth, giving out gifts that God has given you through the written word, the spoken word of God, a supernatural experience or a dream, is you're, you're taking the truth and putting it into the, the earth realm. And this is what the Lord's saying, is it's so important that when you hear from him, that you can translate it correctly, that you allow the Holy Spirit to interpret it. And let the Holy Spirit tell you how to implement it to the people, the spiritual experience into the experience of the physical realm, where other people can encounter the same thing that you did. So when you speak, you should speak from your spirit. Let's head into Matthew uh, 12, 36. It says here, but I say to you that for every idle word man may speak, it will give account of the day of judgment. And it says here, everything that was created, that we see was created through Jesus Christ. So it is so important to you know, watch our words when we speak. It says that we should be speaking as though we were speaking the very words of God. And it says you should only speak where you're going. It says if you walk in the spirit on this earth, it says you have to speak from the other realm. It says the other realm is based on truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He is the master of the spirit realm. So you have to speak truth and you have to speak it in love. And it says here, you don't you know, want to be you know, speaking where you're not going. You want to say only things that represent where you are going. See, Jesus is standing, in your, he's on your destination. He's there already. But he's, he's actually standing where you're going. Is that he, and he is bidding for you to come. Just like you know, he bid Peter to get out, out of the boat and walk to him. I'm hearing right now, he says, some of you don't want to get out of the boat. He says, it's time to get out. And the key is here, one of the things that you can do is, as a transaction on this earth, when you receive from heaven, is to watch your words because your spirit is ignited by the power of God himself. And the Lord... He's loving every minute of it, every one of you here. Because he wants you to receive more. More and more. But he's going to give you a download today. There's times, it said Air Force, he, 
if you ask for get your papers and pens and pencils, get ready. He downloaded things on us that night. And this is this is how much he loves us. So there's a download coming today. This year, your breakthrough may be, you know, pending and not have, you know, come through yet because you haven't received it. It's a spiritual thing that has to happen in your heart. And the part is about that, the flesh is getting in the way. You're not allowing it to happen because it's unbelief. Because the enemy, he's trying to bring that, the lie and telling you, you know, it's, it's not for real. God won't do this. But the, the thing is, the Lord wants it now for you to understand that it's, it's waiting for you to have. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wants to give it to you now. Because yeah. he's a now God. Yeah. Hmm. But there's, I'm hearing that there's some of you are going to receive a call. And it's going to take you to the place where you need to be. And that call is going to be from the Holy Spirit himself telling you, this is it. It's time to move. It's time to change. It's time to get rid of things. But there's times in my own life, there's things that were handed down. And the Lord says, no, let's get rid of it. Like, who gets it? Trash. It's okay. But there's times I had, I had to clean out. Even I'm going to about the music situation because I've been in music quite some time, and a lot of things when I came back, you know, all the albums, maybe some cassettes, but no no eight tracks anymore. But the same thing as you, know, I, I said I can't play it anymore. I, who gets it? The same thing. You need to throw it out because why corrupt somebody else with this stuff? And that's the stuff I played for years, and it's like. And the more I began to listen, I did it right there and then. There was no hesitation. And it's the things when the Lord wants, He wants it done. So we're going to go into John three twenty-seven through thirty-six. It says here, John answered and said, "A man who received nothing unless it has been given to him from from heaven." But you yourselves bear me witness that I say I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has you know, the bride is is the bridegroom. But the friend of the of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the, the bridegroom's voice. So therefore, this is joy of the, of the mind is fulfilled. So he must increase, but I must decrease. And so he, he who comes from above is above all. And he who is on this earth is earthly and, and speaks of, of the earth. This is here. He who comes from, from heaven is above all. And all he has seen and heard, he testifies. And says, no one receives his testimony. But he who has received his testimony has clarified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the Spirit by measure, but the, but the Father loves the Son and has given all things 
into his hand and said, Here, who believes in the Son also everlasting life? He who has done, who does these things, not believe the Son, shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. But the Holy Spirit only speaks what the Father says. And this is why it's so important to watch your words and speak only from the other realm of the heavens. This doesn't mean that you can't communicate with people and tell them, you know, the things, but but your breakthrough is going to come from the start when you start receiving the word of God. That is total breakthrough. The breakthrough for me was when I came back into the church. I took Jesus as my savior. That was a total breakthrough. Because Satan lost another soldier. And he didn't like it. It says here, then there's nothing inside of you that is, is shifting, but you have to line up with the word of God. And it will is actually in your life. And your words are one of those first things that need to come to life and actually into line. We know Jesus came from heaven and he only spoke what his, his heavenly father told him to speak. And it said he was making transactions that very day. It says here, Jesus spent three and a half hours, he had three and a half hours, three and a half years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the disciples with the, you know, the sole purpose of of training them in his ministry on, on, on the earth. And the thing is, in, in, in John fourteen twelve, the Lord says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And it says, even greater works, because I'm going to be in, back to the Father. And the points here says here we are trying to do the works of Jesus, but it's not working out right. And this is what the three points are: is you you have to hear from heaven, you have to see from heaven, and you have to receive what the Father wants you to do. Because once you have these all lined up, then you're going to be seeing things like never before the shift has taken place. Because then you have total authority to move things like never before. Because he wants us to walk just like his son did on the earth. He wants us to make that shift. Make that. He wants you to take the, that storm and move it. Get rid of it. Because so that storm is trying to stop you to go any further. But once that storm finds out, you're not afraid anymore to, to speak. It's not even going to come around. Or even stir up the place anymore. Because he knows it's not going to work. Because your words are more powerful than his will ever be. And the thing is, is that is why we have the spiritual gifts. Is that the spiritual gifts are given to build up the body of Christ. This is here they are, are there to help you and to evangelize the lost. It's to say when healing starts to happen in the service, right? So people are, from the world will come to the place and seek healing because the doctors have given up on them. 
and this is what the Lord's saying. He says, I will heal people without even them being saved. He says, because God loves them, he said, it is an evangelistic tool when he starts to move and heal people. And says so people will be saved and they will and they know they have been healed. And the thing is, the transactions happens when we yield and allow the Holy Spirit to manifest through the gifts of the Spirit. And it says here, when you yield to the Holy Spirit and whatever gifts God has given you, you can't have these gifts. You can have these gifts because when they start to work in your life, so it is to fulfill the purpose and intent of the church. And the third point is that the spirit of truth pushes out darkness, evil, and lies. And we're going to go into um, Romans 8, 2. It says here, For the law of the spirit of, of life in Christ Jesus has made free from the law of, of sin and death. And it's in there, there are the physical laws and spiritual laws. And the second point is once you've come into the unity of, of faith, is you can turn outwardly as well and, and start to minister to the people in this world as in that they are going to come in. And the third point is there's going to be a massive amounts of healing coming to days ahead. And the fourth one is there's going to be a massive amount of gifts of the Spirit working in the marketplace as well. And the next point is when you speak by the Spirit, there's no limitations. Then you have the next point that says life and death are in the power of the tongue. It says when you speak, you should speak by the Spirit because it gives life. So in Proverbs 18.21 says here, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat it, actually eat its fruit. And the thing is, whatever it is that God has saying to you by the word of God, by the word of the Lord that has come to you, first of all, you have to receive it. there's times, you know, even my own life, again, he would speak. He says, this, this is what, he's just showing parts of things to come. But the thing is, he showed me this Corvette, 65. This is my favorite year. Had to be Nassau Blue. Had to have a 327, 350 horse, four-speed car, right? Side pipes. Knock off wheels. And the Lord's like, no, it's good to have it. Don't ever make it your idol. And, so, and I wasn't thinking of it being an idol, but at that time, I'm like, yeah, that's a real nice card. And then like, I started thinking about it. I said, well, Lord, I said, I'd rather give it away than have it become an idol. So even now, the 
today, I don't even desire even to have that car. Because even at the workplace, one was cited. It has actually never to. And uh, the friend of mine, Ross, he goes, yeah, man, it's, it's right on the main street. It's for sale. So I get down there. You know, the Lord's like, I don't even want you even looking at it. I was like, okay, I let it go. <laughs> so, you know, he knows best. So that was that was the end of that. <laughs> but yeah, he's good. And the thing is, you know, is then once we've received from the Word of God, allow it to grow in you until it becomes utterance. So when it becomes utterance, it becomes so full in you that you begin to speak it out. So you start to speak where you're going. And it's there where God is directing you, you need to find that out where he, wants you, where he wants you to be. And to start with the word of God. And these are the things, the directions he's going to hand over. This is where I want you to go next. These are the things I want you to do. And some will, will probably have it in dreams. And others he'll, he'll talk straight out. This is what I want. This is what we need to shift. You need to do this. But he, he'll, he'll tell you, it's, it's for your own good to make that shift. In Romans 8:11, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, so he will give life to your mortal body by, by the same Spirit living within you. And let's go into 2 Peter 1, 2 through 4. As this here, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things retained into life and godliness through his, his knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through those who may be, you know, partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that has been in the world through lust. And that's through lust. It reminded me of the, the particle where uh, he went out, took everything he had, wasted it. But what I was looking at as the as the pig pen, the slop. And when I realized when the pigs were in there, the stuff that they were eating, that slop was represented everything in the world. Lust, perversion. Everything that was, they were eating. That was the world system. Because you see the, the Satan there just throwing them out. Here, piggy, piggy. Here, have some lust. Have some more perversion. Have this. But the man, again, the Lord gave him grace and mercy. But he, he came to his right mind. And he went back to the Father. See, I was in that pig pen. And that's where he got me out of, out of that world slop. And it, it pays to listen. 
and what the Holy Spirit wants. Because I tell you, greater things will, will take place when you start listening right off. Because he'll just start showing up. He'll say, hey, man, because I'm coming down to see you. And he's done this numerous times. In this place, he did it again Friday. He showed up, came through the back door. That was awesome. We were here one and a half hours or more. He just stood all around us. Then at the point, he just said, okay, i got to go now. I said, where are you going? Back to the heavens. So he opened up. You can actually see him sitting on the throne. That's the closeness he wants. He wants us to see him sitting on the throne. Because I, I can tell you, Wednesday night, I could not even see the grids anymore. It was all opened. And you can see it, the whole atmosphere above us. And there he was looking down, Jesus himself. And that's, that's what he wants. He wants that closeness. He wants that interaction. But he wants us to, to be and understanding that he is Lord. And Lord, but just to praise him and worship him. And that's what he wants. Because when he went to that cross, he did it for us. And the thing is for us to receive that. And the thing is, the, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is, is going to be quick in your moral body. So see, you need to receive the power right now. He says, if that power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you, and your body can be healed right now. And it says anything that you're addicted to, you can have that broken right now. And that is the absolute truth, Lord speaking. Because the more about receiving what God has already, he's given to us, he wants it now. For those who who need healing, he's touched right now. There's this, he just wants you to receive it. Yeah. We're going to go into Psalms 2.8. He said, Ask of me, and I will give you the nations of your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. So he's saying today, I want you to go to the north, the south, the east, and the west. You take those lands because I give them to you. But they're squatters. You need to fight to get them out. But you, that's what the prayer is about. You come against them. Because the lands were given to us, not the enemy. And the thing is, God is waiting for his inheritance. And this is what he's saying, is we are supposed to, to gain these people by going out and, and telling them the truth and bringing them into the kingdom. They become God's assets instead of the devil's assets. And that's what he's rejoicing, the inheritance of his own, to see his children coming back. That's what he's looking for. We're going to go to Colossians 2.15. And it says, having spoiled the principalities and the powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. And it says, Jesus is continually putting the enemy under his foot. And so shall we. 
And he said, he has given us his name. So that means he has given us his, his authority to take it out. And Luke ten nineteen, and he says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on scorpions and yes, serpents and scorpions and all over the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So he's, he's telling you straight out, there's no fear. No fear. You see it? Take it out. And we know it was Elijah, he called the heavenly host in. That's my favorite. Because I, I, I just see him encamping all around me. And this is the, the enemy does not like because they're totally outnumbered and the force is much greater than they are. And these are things he wants us to receive and to understand for us to move any further. He, he has all these things for us to use. And as I here, the angels of the Lord have been, have been sent to help us as well. They're, they're, asking, you know, they're assisting us in everything we do with the authority of Christ. Jesus, name, his name will go forth, but when we speak to his name and break the power of the devil, and the thing is, you know, being seated with Christ in the, in the heavenly realms. So he said, the Lord made us in his image. Everything he has, he gave to us. But the thing is, you know, he wants us to use it constantly, like he does. He wants us to know who we really are. I know sometimes the enemy tries to batter us, you know, but but there's times you say, what's next? And this is where he wants us to be. Is that all you got? And uh, there's times in the physical We've done that in job sites. Possessed. Come up, want to start start up something. They I said, now what? What do you? And they're like, what do you mean? And they just walk away. And it's like, <laughs> and they just, they just stay away from you. And it's like, it doesn't work here. And so we know, once you know who you are. In the ground, because I mean, you can trample on the scorpions and snakes. You can definitely take them out with no problem. I mean, it's all this is a scare tactic, and it's like, nah. So the Lord's saying is, your breakthrough is coming. Because this here is coming because you are receiving from heaven. And as I say, when you start to see where you sit with him, this is, Jesus, this is the three points. This is Jesus brought you back the whole human race, you know, for God the Father. And the thing is, if you do not receive, you know, accept Jesus as your personal Savior, if you do not believe in him, then he hasn't been able to transfer what he has for you. So you can't receive it. So the Lord urging you right now for those hasn't personally really really received the things that he has for you he's asking you to take it in because a lot of times the flesh is still trying to stop it from happening 
but he wants to he wants your inner man to take over. But I, I got to talk about Mark Hankins. This guy, he when he spoke at the camp meeting, he was totally dead to himself. I mean, it was, it was total God, 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 God. Because when he spoke, it was it was powerful. And when, when I see, that was the first time I seen him live. And I was just like totally blown away, you know. So I'm like, man, this guy. Man. It goes the example. This is where we need to be. Yeah. And you know, and it was, it was great. But yeah. <laughs> and as it's here in the body of Christ, there's a you know another mystery that is not being taught enough. It says here that the mystery of the fact that we are seated and ruled and reigned with Him. So the Lord's. He wants us to be seated with him. He wants us to be with him constantly. But, you know, it's something we we need to, to grasp. So Romans 13, 14 says here, But put on the, the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh, but fulfill its, its lusts. And it says, and that's the thing, you could be in rebellion as a Christian, but you can, but it says here you could actually resist the Holy Spirit and what he is saying, but you need to receive the truth, what the Lord's really saying. We're going to go to Colossians 3 2. And it says here, set your affections on things above, not on the things of the earth. And that was that was directly for my past, for the idols and everything else. But the Romans uh, 3:21. It says, "To him whoever comes, I will grant you, I grant to to you seat with me on my throne." As I also overcome and sat down with my father on his throne. It says here, the Lord's saying, "Is your breakthrough is not coming because you have not received your position in Christ." It says, it "Is what really you know? It's really for you to regarding that your breakthrough has has not done because you have received it, but the enemy is trying to take it out." This here, the, the things that that he did talk about, he wants you to listen to. He tells you all things, wonderful truths about what he saw. But this here, believers do not know what Jesus has done for them in their spiritual realm with his throne. And the throne room is, is, you know, is right now. But there is a throne, you know, it's there. And the thing is, some of the believers don't believe that. I mean, they know Jesus, but you know they don't understand the why he's even still there. This is why some of the churches are so deceived yet, because they're still living part of the world, and a lot of it's witchcraft. Trying to, they're trying to disengage their thought pattern, stopping them from understanding what the Holy Spirit's all about. So the shift cannot ever take place. They allow it to happen. 
It says here, when God is ministering through you, you need to be discerning to how the Holy Spirit is saying to you. We're going to go into John 5, 36 through 47. It here, but I have a greater witness than John's for the words which the Father has given me to be finished. Because the very works that I do says, bear witness to me that the Father has sent me, and the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. Is there you have you have neither heard my voice at any time or seen his form? but you do not have his words abiding in you. It's because you whom I sent him, you do not believe, but you search the scriptures for them, but you think you have, you have, you have eternal life, and those who are, which are testifying of me are not willing to come to me and so say that you have, may have life. And it goes on as I do not receive honor from man, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in you. So say, I've come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another one comes in my name, but you will receive him, how can you believe who receive honor from one another? And do not seek the honor that comes from the only God. And says, do you think that I shall accuse, accuse you to the Father and there one who accuses you? And it says, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believe Moses, you should believe me. For he who wrote about me, but if you do not believe his writings, is this here, how will you believe my words? And that's what, you know, if you are a Christian, you are also a descent one. Jesus said that all believers will preach the gospel and testify that the signs will follow of these who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says those works that Jesus did you have those over you as the believer one. So let's go into Mark 16, uh, 17 through 18. And it says, And these, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will not cast out, they will cast out demons, and they will speak with new tongues, and they will take, take out serpents. And they will you know, drink, it says here, and they will drink anything deadly, but by no means will it hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And the Lord's just you know, showing you know, the power he has, no matter what. The scorpions may bite, but the thing, even though the poison, even from the snakes, it shall not harm you. And this is the guarantee. This is the power that you carry inside of you. So no matter what the enemy pulls or even tries, the Holy Spirit's there to stop it. And this is about two years ago, 
Ricketts Glen. First time I ever ran into a, a rattlesnake in the wild. They you know, had a thing going out. We got in the boat, got off the shore, started you know, looking, checking the berries, you know, moving, getting them for for later on. All I heard was a shuffling and the rattles went off. I'm just standing there like, okay, looking around. I, I couldn't see him. I didn't know where he went to. I just I just stood there. I didn't move. Then like a couple minutes later, it was gone. I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the closest I ever came of the rattler itself. But my thoughts were, you know, it's like Jesus already had that protection before he even got out of the boat. Because I wasn't even thinking about walking on the shoreline and running into this big old rattler. But he's just saying, is he, I'm with you. Because no matter what, it's not going to happen. And the thing is, Satan doesn't—he doesn't want you to do anything that is actually supernatural. And the thing is, you know, it's, it's why it's important, you know, about speaking in tongues. Because a lot of times, you know, all, all the time, he doesn't—he doesn't understand it, and it drives him nuts because he doesn't know what to do. And it's very important to understand this. And so he does. He doesn't want you to have a relationship with God, where people are drawn to that Jesus Himself. So we're so when we're going to try to you know to stop you, that's that's the thing. The enemy has been lying to us you know for years, but telling you that you're, you're ineffective. That's what the that's what the enemy's saying. The Lord says we're greater than that. And the thing is, you know, the enemy, he'll try to tell us, you know, how much we messed up. And he says, and God can't use us. That's the, one of the greatest lies the enemy loves to put out. Because he knows once we get the grasp on the word of God, he has no one else to to use. But the thing is, you know, we have the ability to turn, you know, every weapon that, that the enemy has put on us, we can have the, the ability to turn it around back onto them. That's the thing we you got to learn about warfare. Because no matter what they try to speak, that word can be spun around back onto them. And the thing is, when you are in warfare every day, just because you are a Christian, here we go. When you go to work, the devil doesn't want you. He doesn't even want you to be there. And the thing, he he loses people daily to Christianity, who testify about Jesus. And I, I can say again, years ago, you know, when they start, you know, found out I was saved, as born again, and they go, "How did you last all this time?" And this atmosphere. It says, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And, you know, I, it, it's, I, 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 I got to tell you this, because, you know, I work with, and some of these guys are foul, but a lot of times they check their mouths when they try to speak. Sometimes it, it starts coming out, all of a sudden it stops. 
But now the, the big thing was they were taking pictures. They were out with their families. And the one picture they brought back had a demon in it. It was, it was a, a, a man dressed somewhere in the like 1700s. They, they caught him on the path. But his one leg was shifted this way, but his, 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 he wasn't right. His, I think he was missing one arm. And uh, what got me was, I said, I said, where was this? He was out in the middle of nowhere. I said, you know what that is? I said, that's a, I said, that's a territorial spirit. I said, that's the only why, reason why he's there. Then he like, looked. So the electrician yelled out to, to his buddy, hey. Nelson said, that's a territorial spirit. That's what that is. <laughs> and they, they didn't understand the demons. And, I, and it's, it's funny. <laughs> so, so the next electrician comes up, and it's the same time we're working, and he's like, I was just working down the street. And no one was home. And you know, he was underneath the sink cranking. On, and he was, he was hearing the mother, the father, the kids, and the dog, and no one was home. He's like, he's like, what do you do? Is <laughs> he named Jesus? Get out! I said, the thing is, I said, it's a familiar spirit. Yeah, and he's like, and they're learning, you know, they're learning. And it was great because the, the Randy, he's the, he's the head guy. And I was talking about Dr. Ron Charles. So he, he got Dr. Ron's when he actually went up to see the ark. So he started to read that. So that was a big thing for him. And that's the thing how the Lord's been using me on this job site. And it's good. And it says here, you know, if you are a Christian and you, you go out, you go outside and you go to work, and wherever you go, even though it's the, the grocery store, you represent Jesus Christ and God, and he goes with you. It says when you go out, you are going to war, and you're going into a, you know environment that could be hostile you know, spiritually, but you can, you can win in every situation by receiving from heaven. Is that when you receive from heaven the fact that you're a child, and you are an ambassador. And it says that you are very important to God, and you can go into all the world and see the darkness, and you push them out. And this is what he has for you. Letting you know he's, he's beside you. And he just says straight out, he's, you can push anything out, out of the way. So that's what he has. That's all I got. Yep. Someone say, praise the Lord. Pastor Nelson is a gentle giant. He tells you good, good truth, and you don't even know that you're being cut by a scalpel. But it's rich. It's good. Now, he, he said something earlier that some people are still in the boat. I believe that the Holy Spirit is talking. It's time to come out of the boat. And uh, he talked a lot about what I said this past week. 
It's like you're looking at some of my notes or something. Same Holy Ghost. He was talking about the spiritual gifts. And you know, the Spirit of God, he says something, he does something, and he reveals something. And Pastor Nelson said, what he says, you've got to take as yours. And you've got to make what God says a reality. You can change your reality by taking God's truth and making it yours. Amen? And, uh, hallelujah, I have some star points here. Um, God redeemed you so that you can uh, function and operate and live in the spirit. We gotta, we're spirit beings. And, and, those, and when you're born again, you're, you're a, a, a aligned right spiritual being. And uh, we got to walk in that. Amen? And uh, if you want a breakthrough and it hasn't happened, that means it's not, it's not in your heart. It's not a reality. He also said that too. You know, if you want a breakthrough, it's gotta be, you, you have to have a breakthrough in your heart. And when something's in your heart, you're going you're gonna to act different, you're going to talk different, and you're going to behave different. Amen? And, uh, but now's the time to come out of the boat. All right? We have to, you have to come out of the boat of complacency, the boat of confinement, and the boat of worldly contentment. means you're happy with the things of the world more than you are with the things of God. And uh, we have to come out of the boat of ineffectiveness and step out on the water of effectiveness. We have to come out of the boat of emptiness into spiritual fullness. And we have to come out of the boat of unwillingness to walk on the water of being willing. Amen? So I believe that the Spirit of God wants some people today to come out of the boat. Come into more. I mean, oh, yeah, this is what the Lord spoke to me. When your hunger becomes greater than your comfort, then you'll get out of the boat. But if your hunger isn't greater than your comfort, you'll stay right where you are. And you won't move. So we need some people to make a move today. Amen? If you want to be filled today, you can be filled. Now, I learned something about filling this week. (laughs) There's a difference between being immersed and being full. To be immersed would be if I were to take this cap off this bottle and pour it on me. I'd have what's on the inside on me, right? But it wouldn't be in me. But this bottle has something in it. And when it's in it, see, if it's just on you, it'll eventually leave you. But if it's in you, you take it with you wherever you go. And you can use it. You can access it. Amen? God wants to fill you today. We say, well, I've been filled. Well, get refilled. Do you realize the people on the day of Pentecost got filled again in Acts chapter 4? Same group of people. They just got filled some more, amen? I mean, you haven't, you haven't had the same gas tank for eight months, have you? Hopefully you put some new gas in that tank, amen? I mean, if, you, if, you, if your tank lasted eight months, that's doing pretty good, Amen? But, you know, just like, just like a car, you fill it up, you use it, and you fill it up again. Amen? Same thing with Christianity. God wants to fill you today. 
He wants to touch you today. He wants to get you out of the boat and get you on the water. Amen. I don't know who that's for, but it's for someone because the Spirit of God said it. And if you want it, it's available. Stepping out of the boat was a good thing. Amen. The invitation was to all, but only one responded to the invitation. So uh, let's let, I want you just to pray right now. If, if you can pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. If you, if you don't know how to pray in the Spirit, just pray the best you know how. Amen. Father, we just give you thanks and praise right now. I thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit brought this message from Pastor Nelson to encourage us. And, Lord, we're going to come out of the boat right now. If you feel like you're in a boat, then God's talking to you. And so we need some rapid response. We, we need some rapid responses, rapid response believers. Amen. Those who will simply respond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If that's you, just.